All right, we thought that there was going to be, you know, a 0.3% chance of uh, uh, errors uh, over a 24-hour period. And it's like you didn't account for how much cum there'd be. There are no balls in Westworld. There are no swords in Westworld. But there's certainly a lot of gore. Later on, you'll have a nightmare filled with killer cowboy robots. But for now, it's time for boars, gore, and swords. I'm Red Scott. And I'm Ivan Hernandez. This is Boars Going Swords. The third best Westworld podcast for possibly one episode more, and then we're fucking Audi until 2018. Uh, what, what a great, what a great film. What a great America. <laughs> this is the dumbest fucking craziest <laughs> fucking movie. Listen, I cannot believe Jonathan Nolan r- managed to ring a fairly decent, uh, 10, I was going to say 10 hours, but I, I feel like it might be 11. 11. 11 hour HBO series out of that stupid fucking movie. I, I think I, having seen the movie, I can now say they should not make a TV show based on this. Honestly, if I had only seen the movie and Jonathan Nolan walked in and was like, hey, I want to make a Westworld TV series, I'd be like, shut the fuck up until he went, but then I'm going to fuck with the audience's heads and then I'd be like, sold. I'm, I'm listening. <laughs> So this is, we are covering the Westworld movie, the 1973 film, which takes place in 1983. Did you know that? Oh my God. I didn't even know that that was the time setting. Yeah. Did you know that Stranger, uh, Stranger Things and the Westworld movie take place in the same year? <laughs> and it's all in continuity, baby. We're all in the upside down now. This is a movie that was made in 1973. I have watched it now, and it informs some things on the television show. And besides that, there is no good reason to watch this sober. I feel like... What what can, what were the exact things that translated over into the television show? I feel like it's just fucking Robot Snake, Yul Brynner Easter Egg, uh-huh. and... Everything else is so different as to be a completely different concept at its core. They're both called Delos. Yeah. Uh, No, there's several... Delos is the name of the big vacation (coughs) destination itself. Right. Right. I mean, we we ain't even gotten into the fucking multiplicity of worlds. We haven't even gotten into the 1970s fashion. It was the 1970s, so it was all about medallions. Can I ask you why I... I, I searched on the internet, and other people have discovered this. Josh Brolin is Christian Bale. <laughs> he was the seventies Christian Bale. Not like, not like. Oh, he played a lot of similar roles. They look identical. They look. I, Id- there's certain angles on Josh Brolin where I was like, "That is Christian Bale in a wig." I I I get what you're saying, but listen the. The Brolin legacy is very vast, and I, I can't believe I, I think I, it's mostly the hair. I think I, it's mostly the slick back hair. I can't believe he got you to break from all white people look alike. You must love what this man has done. <laughs> I I truly feel that all Brolins look alike. <laughs> it was jarring seeing him on screen most of the time. So this is I think it was more joshing. It's. Uh, wait, is there is there a Jar Brolin? Is there a Jar Jar Brolin? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how many brothers uh, the other Brolin might have. 
So should we, should we get into it? Should we start going into it chronologically? I, I don't know how there's any other way to get into it, because let me tell you, this movie's fucking... I, I don't want to say crazy, because I think crazy connotes... Uh, uh, it's less trying ins- to overshoot the uh, expectations that you might have. This is just this is just a, a weird fucking movie. Well, one of the things that I hadn't fully appreciated is the TV show Westworld. Man, I'm gonna have to really focus on saying TV show and movie this time and meaning each and every one. <laughs> oh, let me tell you, this I think this is the first time that we truly are. Uh, you truly have to be careful about which one you're calling it. The the TV show gets to rely on a lot of actual experiences people have in video games that are the obvious corollaries to what's now happening in Westworld. That the 1973 movie did not have that option because there was no such corollaries that they had to uh, play upon. And that that hurts them a lot. Listen, Pong makes people evil. (laughs) Was Pong even out yet? I don't even know. I don't think it was. I don't think it was. Oh, there was one thing. uh, I the the one thing. Listen, if you're the type of person that is on the Westworld Reddit. I've seen it happen time and time again on the Internet. When a conspiracy-based subreddit runs out of new information on which to feed itself, it starts eating itself alive. You need to get out of that subreddit. You need to delete it. You need to block that whole domain from your computer. Um, and to help people understand that, I've been obsessively looking at it for the past week. And this is what I found. There is, I'm not kidding, a photograph that Peter Abernathy finds, the first one that he finds in the pilot episode is different from the photograph that he ends up showing Dolores later. That photograph is a stock photo that's been on Gary for years. The photographer's name? Eric Von Weber. <laughs> what, do you understand what I'm telling you? These Weber. motherfuckers Weber. are reaching so hard. Everybody wants every conspiracy to be true, when the only conspiracy that's true is that Russia is currently installing a fascist as our commander-in-chief in order to uh, shore up their interests. How can we know? The CIA's report is secret. It's a secret report, <laughs> Ivan. <laughs> it's a secret assessment. It's a secret assessment that the Washington Post now has heard about. When, listen, when has a democracy had a problem with a government security agent saying that they have some information that will ha- that they'll tell us about after the election. When has that ever changed things in the United States? <laughs> Call me. Uh, let me tell you, Eisenhower. Eisenhower was right. If you want to really destroy a company, you have to get at their internal political workings. So anyway, the point is that the. The picture that Abernathy found to the ground is the Golden Gate Bridge. Clearly, you can see it from the eighth of the <laughs> photograph that he's digging out. And it's different. Oh, it isn't White Girl in Tokyo? It's not White Girl in... I thought it was Times Square. I honestly did. Was it? I have no idea. I, I, thought, I thought it was labeled fucking... Oh, no. Yeah, it definitely Tokyo. is because the stock photo, which you can buy and which will be our new... <laughs> which will be our new icon for this show... <laughs> That, that'd be amazing. I could totally just buy it from the Geary website and use it. I'd have you a license. Getty? No, Geary. Is it Geary? No, it's Gary. Huh. I was, <laughs> it's obviously Gary. You, you've been poisoned by that street. I've been, I might have been poisoned by actual poison. I haven't felt good in weeks. Uh, <laughs> Are you still sick? 
I can't shake it, man. I think the fact that I'm like recording a podcast pretty much every day and then going out and doing stand-up comedy is not helping my voice recover. I, I truly believe that stand-up is the most poisonous thing that you can do to your body. By the way, I've been featuring at Rooster Tea Feathers all week, and that has been a great time. If you came out to the shows, wonderful. If you didn't, they're done. You missed them. <laughs> but yeah, come see me do stand-up. I'm good at it. It's fun. <laughs> go, go see Red do stand-up. Come see me in my room just laying on a bed. <laughs> Both have a lot of comedic aspects. <laughs> they really do. So the the movie opens with uh, an infomercial being filmed, essentially. <laughs> what, were you completely fucked up by that aspect ratio? <laughs> yeah, four by three aspect ratio. What's happening? Where am I? This is yeah, the future. Like, this is a hellish past. Oh, no, they put me in a box. <laughs> <laughs> we, learn, we learn so much immediately. We learn about medieval world, uh, Roman world. It's called Delos Vacations. And these guests... Who are leaving? So these are guests coming out of their Dallas vacation. Are very forthcoming about their robot sex murder field trip that they went on. <laughs> this this truly is honky world. These yeah. are the honkiest fucking white cracker ass crackers I have seen in a while. I, oh, t- <laughs> when when that guy was like, "Yeah, I'm Ted Man, a white man," <laughs> and and I was. You could tell it was made in the 70s because it didn't turn out that man was the real monster. <laughs> I know. It, it turned out that the monsters were the real monsters. Yeah. And and it's so much cheaper. Like, inflation's been a bitch. It was only $1,000 a day back then. Oh, my God. You can spend $1,000 a day on pizzas. Yes. And, <laughs> and we have most days that we're recording this. <laughs> People th- people think we're rolling in it from our Patreon, and we're not. We're spending all of that money on pizzas. We barely have Look, enough that- money to survive after our pizza budget. Our Patreon funds one day of pizza binging. <laughs> have you ever tried to get a pizza sarcophagus made for less than $1,000? It's impossible. If you want to support our pizza habit or the continued making of the show, check us out, patreon.com slash swords. And be nice about it, or else I will fucking come after you and then feel bad about it and then delete my comment. Produced by Paul Lazarus III. Lazarus, it's a hint. <laughs> Everybody's coming back from the dead. It's going to happen. We, we uh. need to look into this to find. Uh, so we immediately have Logan and William rolling into the park. Have it-, <laughs> it really is the fucking, hey, we're two uh, shitty gross dudes. And what kind of future is it where everybody on the train has to watch a single mo- – excuse me, on the hovercraft? I, I keep getting my vehicles confused. It's – yeah, how lame is Westworld, the TV show, on a train? Come on, guys. Hovercrafts. Silver, shiny, aerodynamic hovercrafts. I just I just can't believe that Westworld, the TV show, did not adapt – uh, possibly one of the most uh, jarring <laughs> qualities of the movie, the very aggressive turtlenecks. Yes! I mean, that's how you know that people are rich and evil. <laughs> the very aggressive turtlenecks. They don't want to reveal their precious neck. In the movie, Logan is more of an... By the way, this is... I don't think they ever actually name these two characters. So They, I'm, they, uh, they name them. They, I don't believe that the lead scientist was named... Yeah, th- uh, there was a lot of archetypes I, instead of characters. Yeah, this was this is uh, this, you can you can really understand why they they were like you know what Mike you just keep writing those novels and we'll keep adapting those you don't need to you don't need to well this do is, all the work yourself buddy 
Yeah, this was his. This was Michael Crichton's foray into directing, and they basically the only way they'd let him direct is if he did a sci-fi movie, and he didn't want to direct a sci-fi movie. But it's a good thing he directed a sci-fi movie because that's the only redeeming aspect of this movie. <laughs> this is a very. This is. Let me tell you, it is as far as the concept of what if vacations but bad went. This is a bad vacation. It's a pretty terrible vacation. Yeah. Um, uh, so it's fascinating to me in the TV show, Logan establishes his alpha maleness by being like a classic gamer. He's a dirtbag. He's crass. He's cynical. In in the movie, Logan is more of a nerd. He's a nerd. He's like, get in the RP spirit, man. <laughs> Wait, so are you saying that he's the guy LARPing. With the mustache is Logan? No, I'm saying that you're Josh saying Brolin, Brolin is, is Logan. Yeah. Jimmy okay. Simpson is basically the same character. He's like, what is this? How does this work? <laughs> that Let me tell you, that fucking mustache on Richard Benjamin, I could not deal with that thing at any point. The whole time, I, I felt that I was being assaulted by that mustache's <laughs> presence. Uh, I was like, damn, I need a safe space away from this fucking facial hair. There's a, there's a lot of different 70s aspects that are just, I'm glad we're not going back to. I, honestly, I feel like we are going back to the 70s in terms of us having to be in constant Cold War with Russia again. So, well, one another reference that we get is uh, that the way you tell that they're, they're not human is that they could never quite get the hands right, which is a reference to oh, an old Bill in the TV Westworld. Oh, that's true. He's like, oh, a handshake would give them away. Uh, and really, if you've ever tried to get a robot, uh, uh, one of those Westworld robots to give you a hand job, they just don't know what they're doing. No. It's like, listen, you want the movements to be like commanding yet gentle, all right? You don't need to be ripping it off, okay? Right. And I, I do appreciate that they have extra ridges, but <laughs> they, it truly is ribbed for your pleasure. Is so that they see somebody on the way in. Is she a robot? Probably. You can't tell except by looking at the hands. Uh, the dressing room is much more budget friendly than the TV show, and I can already see where they're making profits in this park. It's making I think that way more cut sense. A lot of corners. Also, they, um, you know, it, it just makes more sense. You get why people go into the park and just staying in the sex lounge. <laughs> oh, for that, for that, and this might be one of the grossest phrases I've ever heard: sensual, relaxed morality. Yeah. Yeah, it's a so basically in there. Uh, so Westworld is the one that seems the most real. Medieval world is a clownscape compared to <laughs> Game of Thrones. It, it really was like it was basically the 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 fucking the Duplo medieval world version. And then and then Rome world was just a vomitorium. They were like it, eat I, fuck eat fuck. I was like. First of all, don't bring your children to fucking Rome World. No. Whatever you do, do not bring your children to Rome World. And it's like, I didn't see one person fucking vomiting and then eating again. Right. It's, they didn't spend a lot of time on Rome World. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, the whole park is run off of computers that are run off of tape. They store on magnetic tape like the cavemen. We... This is my this is my big problem with the television show. We did not see one giant blinking server. 
<laughs> how how do you know a computer's working unless it's giant cheaping, uh, giant blinking, and with whirring rolls of magnetic tape? <laughs> I didn't even know what those lights meant, but I was comforted by their constant turning off and then on. They roll into into Westworld on a Wells Fargo coach. They have the same one at the actual Wells Fargo in San Francisco now. <laughs> oh, the. the- the bad thing about that Wells Fargo coach is that they do end up opening a coach count in your name without you knowing. Yeah, it's uh, and then you you six months later you find out your credit's terrible because they've been charging you on the account that you didn't know you had, <laughs> and they ain't gonna let you arbitrate that shit, homeboy. Mm-hmm. It's the Grand Hotel, not the Mariposa, and and the robot sitting at the bar totally. He's just sitting there initially with a drink held in the air, and I was like, that is old Bill. That has to be old Bill. <laughs> also his I, I love that his vodka martini with a twist which is still just straight alcohol is seen as a girly drink order <laughs> it was back in the day when any kind of martini order was considered girly yeah this is what are you a freshman <laughs> a vodka martini up very dry honestly the, the the part about this movie that was the most jarring was when the guy went breakfast at 630 I was like I would Fucking kill everybody already. <laughs> Yul Brenner rolls in as Bullybot, the gunslinger. And <laughs> so I couldn't tell where they were making everybody act stiff because they were robots or were actors just bad back then. I'm going to say that Yul Brenner is one of our finer actors. Uh-huh. So I'm going to say, it, at least on his part, uh, it was mostly intentional. It was so uh, it was so confusing though because the whole point is like you can't even tell the difference between the robots and the humans it, and then they were just clearly acting like robots like only <laughs> turning their head exactly ninety degrees to address other people. <laughs> the fact that 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 when their mouth opened it just went like, "Hey, I am a robot." <laughs> robot. <laughs> robot. Oh, let me tell you, there was one scientist who just straight up said robot. And I I laughed my fucking dick off. And the blood is so realistic in this movie. I know. Is that <laughs> is that real Heinz blood? <laughs> I I think that they might have leaned a bit too hard on the caro syrup in that caro syrup blood com- concoction. I I have to say I'm glad the TV show took its time in production because there are a lot of world building issues in this movie. <laughs> There's no smart bullets. They just sense body heat, which apparently they don't have. So you're having sex with a weird cold robot. <laughs> Listen, some of us are very aware of that experience. No, right? no, that's not okay. <laughs> Medieval world, as we covered, is hilarious. It's just like an absurd costume drama. We, we learn of Miss Carrie, a.k.a. Littlefinger, running her uh, uh, brothel. And he's a, I have to say their relationship, he's a divorcee. And so it's just like, he's been kind of in a funk and he took his buddy to Westworld to get out of that funk because his wife screwed him over. That, that, mm-hmm. As a storyline, it makes more sense as to why they're friends. Yeah. Uh, it's a less interesting dynamic. I, I, I love that Madden. She was just like, <laughs> oh, you fellas, you fellas new in town, which is the old West version of, let me see that dick. Yes. I, I was very disappointed that the, that none of them said you don't have much of a rind on you. <laughs> I, I like I like when one of them went. There's plenty of fun here. You guys like Scrabble. <laughs> I know all the words. 
<laughs> you boys enjoy a nice game of Monopoly. And it turns out William is a virgin, judging by his behavior. <laughs> oh, okay. So wait, wait. William is Richard Benjamin. Yes. We we what what are their actual names? I don't fucking know. They don't That's say the them. Thing. I don't think they have I'm names. Just, I'm just gonna refer to them as Brolin and Benjamin. Okay, Brolin and Benjamin. I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah. Bro, so Benjamin, <laughs> Richard Benjamin, uh, judging by his behavior, it's it's less like because he doesn't have a girl back home. <laughs> he's he's just like I've never done this before. <laughs> the, 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 there's something I have to tell you. I'm a virgin. <laughs> I feel funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then there's the the wonderful moment where when she comes, she realizes the horrors of life for a second. <laughs> and don't we all? <laughs> Can't we all relate to that robot? That 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 second where you come and you're just like, oh no, I see everything. <laughs> it was those robots were the least sexy things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's like, damn, uh, aren't you supposed to program the robots to be enthusiastic? That's the advantage. The current real dolls are much more realistic than these actors and actresses playing robots. <laughs> Excuse me, robots, robots. By the way, can we just say that that fucking Richard Benjamin had the most pathetic fucking chest hair I've ever seen on a man. I was just about to say, it's clear why they cast Jimmy Simpson in that role. He's got some <laughs> McPoyle stock in him. That, that, la, that Richard Benjamin definitely looks McPoyle-ish. <laughs> Very McPoyle-ish. You could just tell that, there, that he just had to keep wiping a dribble of milk off of his chin. <laughs> the creepy night crew comes in to pick up the bodies. The night crew is much more blue collar and much less scientific. The horse they pick up clearly weighs about 15 pounds. <laughs> Listen, when you're lifting a dead robot horse, you just got to work your knees, man. You got to lift with the knees. And the backstage looks less like a, a, an Apple store and more like an antiseptic college cafeteria. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So, that... That that backstage area had uh, a bit more in relation to the flashback uh, robot prep area that we saw in the fucking show, at least. That I keep reaching for like comparisons and uh -huh. like points of reference for the show in the movie, and it's like Jonathan, why didn't you just make up your own fucking IP? That that is the strange thing. I feel like it. it uh, this is the first time where I feel like the phrase should be inspired by. It really should be because the robots don't have any real like the 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 we get we get it a little bit later in the movie uh, a guy's like it's a disease of machinery some kind of computerish virus yeah so this is I've I've heard before this this film sort of gets credit for popularizing the idea of calling uh, computers spreading technological breakdowns as a virus mm -hmm. um and and i thought it would be a bigger part of it it's really just like a line yeah it's a line and then they don't give it any more attention this movie is not good this it, I, jonathan nolan it i i truly feel like he is an example of somebody's nostalgia for a project just really leading to an unnecessary traumatization of extras yeah but but i don't know it ended up good it's it ended up a good tv show 
I, I can't say I, that it, it wasn't a good TV show. I just don't know why did you, like, if you would tweaked it, like, five ways, you could have made your own fucking television show and not had to give the goddamn Crichton estate anymore. <laughs> but we, we wanted to reference that the hands were different. <laughs> Listen, they couldn't have used that snake. No. If, they, if, they, if it had been original, they couldn't have gotten that hot snake action in there. In the future, we have a black doctor at Westworld, but we do not have any woman doctors. <laughs> I, I noticed that. I was like, huh, this is a pretty racially diverse bunch of guys. <laughs> Just guys everywhere. Nothing but guys. Yeah, listen, in the future, women can be sex bots. Or women who have invo- enjoyed having sex with bots at Roman World. <laughs> if you're a woman, it's all about sex. That's what Westworld wants you to know. So we go back to the monitoring room, and I think the problem where they where I, they first had an issue is that I realized they were spending less of their time monitoring the park and more of their time watching the Amiga demo. <laughs> there was a lot of bouncing did- balls and like triangle shapes. There's a lot of screensavers that they were staring at intently. When are they going to start playing some fucking number muncher? When it's, are they going to crank out that monkey island? Yeah, it's... And then, if, again, the relation to video games, they just rely on people being asleep long enough that they can get the bodies and then manually wind up the park in the morning and press the start button. <laughs> this... This, this movie's so fucking stupid. When they just had the, the guys uh, uh, with a bunch of uh, electrodes just taped <laughs> to his forehead... And they didn't even use, like, medical tape or anything. It was just like, all right, let's just scotch tape some fucking electrodes to this guy's fucking face. It was amazing how little it related to anything. Oh, it, s- something – this is something I truly believe. Anybody who is uh, obsessed with Westworlds, you need to look up. There was a weekly, entertainment weekly interview with the with Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy where they would talk about the episode and they drop interesting hints about the show and the world building uh throughout that series. Uh so that's that's worth finding and looking up. Uh well, like so the the reason I brought it up is the the something that we have all wondered about but has never been addressed that he talks about directly in one of those is how are these biological robots or the mechanical ones powered which plays a big part in the movie but in the tv show he actually says oh that's a big part of uh a a big that's a big mystery and informs a lot of season two so we don't want to talk about that yet i just want to know how those robots fucking poop yes we've already discussed it it's a piece of dark black matter that they use to fuel the universe uh, did you see that article on I I think it was Gizmodo. It might have been one of those Jezebel articles where it's just like, "Look guys, they killed Gawker, so we have to put these fucking somewhere." <laughs> uh, but but they w- like tried to get to the bottom of whether the Westworld robots poop, and they got as far as multiple people at HBO trying to ask other people at HBO if the robots poop <laughs> and no one being able to give a direct answer. <laughs> That's kind of amazing. It was pretty decent. This is the hard-hitting investigative journalism that I need in a post-apocalyptic America. Peter Thiel doesn't want you to know whether or not the Westworld robots poop. I'm I'm not convinced that Peter Thiel poops, frankly. (laughs) He actually has the poop extracted from his gut. (laughs) Surgically, once a year. (laughs) And then he gets all that sweet, sweet young blood injected into him. (laughs) The gunslinger just... This is weird... 
so this is the second day. He's already killed the gunslinger once. The gunslinger rolls into Josh Brolin's room, doesn't say anything, and then gets his ass handed to him again. The sheriff locks him up for killing the gunslinger, and they basically pull the the key in the pot. So this is another reference to the TV show that he uses explosives to get out of jail. Mm-hmm. And, um, and there is a there is a bank robbery. Uh huh. So that's another plot point that kind of matches up. We're really we are there's. This fucking movie is just holding a bunch of straws up in front of us, and we are grasping at those motherfuckers. We're grasping at them. Mm-hmm. Back in the control room, you can hear a guy complaining about his laundry not getting done. Startup entitlement has already taken over the tech industry in 1983. Michael <laughs> Crichton was ahead of his time. I really love when the, when the guy was breaking down, like, all right, we thought that there was going to be you know, a 0.3% chance of uh, uh, <laughs> errors. Uh, over a 24-hour period, and it's like you didn't account for how much cum there'd be. <laughs> well, that that is an honest question, given the fact that feeding a robot the slightest amount of water seemed to set them on fire immediately. Listen, with the amount of cum that's being introduced into that ecosystem, you are going to have problems. <laughs> the couple in medieval world has gone full RP with miladies and everything, and the dude is wearing—I don't know what he's wearing. I want to describe it as a felt mullet with gold rings in the back. This the the all of the medieval world stuff is just fucking bonkers, and this- and, and basically off-brand Rick Moranis is made the sheriff. <laughs> I love this fucking guy. And and it's like, listen, if you're going to try to be intimidating, you got to have that smooth out planned. <laughs> you got to have it planned. Yeah. You can't be like, all right, I'll get this door on the third try, guys. No, I'm going to be a great sheriff. Another reference we get uh, to fr- in the TV show is the, the rattlesnake that initially bites James Brolin. We have the, the rattlesnake that Anthony, that Robert Ford stops with his finger and I believe, mm-hmm. the second episode. Uh, I like that. I do like the idea of the escalation of the rattlesnake being the first thing to go haywire. Mm-hmm. I wish they had done something like that in the TV show. Just have one of the horses just like, you know, bite somebody's head off. <laughs> you you know what? You don't see a lot of horses using their secondary mode of attack, biting. Right. It's it's always kicking. Yes, I get that they're like cannons on the back of their legs, and that would be the first attack. But what if they're real annoyed and they you they see got those their fucking. Mouth- you seen those fucking horses' teeth lately? They're fucking very menacing. They're huge and flat. Yeah. They, they will masticate your brain if they want to. <laughs> oh, man, listen. If you're made of cabbage, you need to watch the fuck out around a horse. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I do believe that this movie has the uh, Guinness Book of World Records certification for most Yul Brenner deaths in a film. Most Yul Brenner deaths, also the most oscilloscopes used in a science <laughs> fiction movie. Oh, there's a lot of oscill- oscilloscoping. There's a lot of oscilloscoping. The, the the most important thing when you're trying to test an artificial tele- intelligence is figuring out if power is getting between point A and point B. <laughs> and, and whether I, or not the wavy things are happening. By the way, I think a lot of the errors in Westworld can be attributed to just like guys eating and smoking at their consoles. <laughs> yeah, that shouldn't be happening. <laughs> it was like, listen, I, I, have, you, have you checked the keyboards for Mayo? I think that might be one of your main problems. <laughs> the Black Knight has a big fuzzy hat, which makes him extra menacing. <laughs> that guy, that guy sticks to his fucking gimmick. Uh, he is he is on 
top of it. He's got a big fuzzy hat and a sword, and that's all he needs. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, I I really love that. Just one guest was very concerned about their laundry. It's like. Guys, come on. You have to split your tech and concierge departments. Uh, there was a lot of time spent in the park, like, bathing. They were very, <laughs> they're very obsessed with cleanliness for the 1880s. Uh, I, I think one of my favorite things, uh, uh, <laughs> snake tongs. I really like the snake tongs uh, that the guy had. The, I, it's just all of, all of their instrumentation seemed very... B minus theme park. It didn't seem like the thousand dollar a day experience that we had come to expect. <laughs> I, I I feel like that somebody might be taking a too big a cut of that thousand dollars. <laughs> Not enough of that thousand dollars is being put back into uh, R and D uh, and actual material uh, objects. It's all being spent on ketchup packets. <laughs> it really is. So we we get the control people who say, "All right, let's start that bar fight." And there is, there's a slight comic element to Logan and William continuing to play cards until one of the hosts literally falls through their table. Mm-hmm. Um, the sheriff literally rolling into the bar with a fifth of whiskey. But I think it's just supposed to be an entertaining fight choreography, but it's, it's like a post-Matrix world, and I cannot be entertained, entertained with basic barroom fight choreography. Uh, I, I love that fucking sheriff. He's like, you broke my favorite bottle. You'll pay for this. It's just, this is the honkiest ass fucking movie I've seen in a while. I'm surprised the hotel had lasted this long, considering it's made of breakaway everything. (laughs) This, I feel like this is an Ikea-manufactured Old West hotel. It's all particle board. I I shattered an Ikea bowl yesterday, (laughs) and it took so little force to do, I'm still confused (laughs) by it. I'm still so there was like a jar of em- an empty jar that used to have spaghetti sauce on it on my counter and I just rinsed the IKEA bowl and I was trying to move it from my hand to the dishwasher and it like went I thought I was going over the empty jar of spaghetti sauce but it turns out I was trying to go through the jar of spaghetti <laughs> sauce and I never even felt any resistance it's because I the jar didn't even move it didn't even like flinch or like wobble it just like the bowl just disappeared there's just a pile of glass all over my kitchen Sweden has much less gravity than America that's the thing (laughs) oh that's they're 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 significantly weaker people on a structural level I forgot about how far north they are yeah, it, that's the problem. That's why you they're going to be so weak. That, that, if, you, if you go over to most of parts of Northern Europe, it's really like, oh, I, I truly am an, am an American Superman. <laughs> it's like the fucking, the, the fucking, the mountain is, is like a, uh, he's like a mealy, mealy mouth dweeb there. That's Any why, American could beat him up. That's why everybody's so tall up there. Less gravity holding them down. <laughs> exactly. It's also why they, like, they walk by like just gliding along the ground. <laughs> they ju- they just kind of hop along the ground <laughs> instead of taking steps like all of us here with normal gravity. <laughs> Min- medieval man wants to get to know Daphne. She must be from Chicago because she keeps saying Malort. <laughs> Malort. <laughs> Malort. <laughs> oh, and and this is this is one of my all-time uh favorite uh old-timey uh, period insults. Uh Malort forgets himself. Malort forgets himself. And 
Man, you can tell the control people immediately know something's wrong because a woman has agency in this world. <laughs> They're like, oh, what's wrong? Oh, no, she learned about consent. <laughs> and gets the hell out of there. Which I feel like the robots are killing everybody. But that's- Honestly, they're not wrong. No, no. So the robots are killing everybody. Um, but I feel like the, this Daphne scene where she uh, sort of figures out consent is the only element where it feels like the robots are gaining sentience as opposed to the robots are just going haywire. Mm-hmm. Like most of this movie feels like, like, hey, this, this guillotine went haywire and keeps chopping people's heads off. <laughs> this was, it this feels was like a mechanical so itchy failure. and scratchy land. Yeah, it really was. What, I believe at some point, uh, uh, over a loudspeaker, somebody went, nothing can possibly go wrong. <laughs> I think the guy with the bald guy with the mustache said that at least yeah. several times. Uh, and Logan and William wake up the morning after the bar fight where they have spent the night. Because as you know, sometimes after you've been fighting in a bar for a while, you get tired and just lie down there and everybody stays. <laughs> exactly. Everybody cuddles up with each other. It's really nice. Yeah. It's... People say that men don't bond, but after a bar fight. <laughs> Listen, if you've never held hands with a man after hitting him with a bottle, then you're not really a man. The goofy medieval man uh, meets up with the Black Knight. Clearly, they did not have the money for a sword choreographer. Mm-hmm. It looks like they... a so- sword fight between two drunk Delta Chi members would look. This was such a high school drama, uh, aim for the other person's shield sword fights. His sword is bent. You can buy better costume swords from the mall. <laughs> I, I think my favorite move in that entire fight was the, the classic food parry, where he just threw a bunch of food at the fucking Black Knights. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he did, he did you know, put up a decent fight for a while. Yeah. Uh, and he didn't follow the instruction. They had lowered the guy's eyesight, the Black Knight's eyesight. And I thought he was going to be able to get away with it. But nope, he just gets stabbed in the gut. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, oh, oh no, my stomach. That's where I keep my gut. <laughs> and that was no longer where he kept his gut. Mm-hmm. The gunslinger starts coming after Logan and William in the street. And this scene, <laughs> this scene is kind of magic. <laughs> First of all, they're both just annoyed. They've already become, like, just lame gamers. They're like, we've already killed you twice. (laughs) Get over it. (laughs) Listen, sometimes you have to kill Hogger, like, 15 times to get that experience. Um, Josh Brolin's like, ah, let me do it this time. He's like, all right, all right, right. And then he gets shot. He falls down. To which his response is to immediately hop up, turn to Richard Benjamin, and be like, I was shot. I feel pretty good still, honestly, though. I'm shot, but I'm a Brolin. (laughs) And then he gets shot and dies. And and the slow realization is amazing. (laughs) And and this is the this is where we get the what I consider the climax of the movie. The the man in the control room saying, Sir, we have no control over the robots at all. (laughs) I Wrote that fucking down because that guy could not have said robots clearer. <laughs> robots at all. <laughs> now, a big plot point to this movie is that they have just upgraded the gunslinger's vision. This this guy's prescription is fucking <laughs> insane. 
<laughs> his his super scientific, state of the art, futuristic, enhanced robotic vision is worse than what you get from a Game Boy camera. I I feel like his pixels per inch is like five. <laughs> I think if you count across the screen, his camera is about forty pixels by forty pixels. <laughs> It is truly some laughable fucking 1970s idea of what future technology looks like. <laughs> yeah, the gunslinger methodically chasing down William is honestly kind of more menacing because of the fact that he's less human-esque. The fact that he's just this robot that will just keep always coming. And, keep- and full credit, Yul Brynner is pretty terrifying. Oh, yeah. Extremely terrifying. Um, and also, like, I had always assumed just from the dress that the man in black in the TV show was the Yul Brenner character, which is completely not the case. Yeah. Oh, no, it is so not the case. The gunslinger doesn't really have any analog, except maybe the idea of Teddy, the fact that Teddy, you know, just keeps getting shot <laughs> early the, on. The only analog to the gunslinger is the Easter egg of the gunslinger in that stupid uh, basement. Yeah. That, that's just about it. Yeah. And the gunslinger's super advanced 40 pixel by 40 pixel vision shoots William's hat off in the distance. <laughs> oh, oh, no, my hat. That's where I keep my extra mustaches. And that's when William, oh, sorry, um, Richard Benjamin decides to make a run for old Ben Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's going to be really upset when those Tuscan Raiders come after him. Uh, and... I, I don't know. Maybe for the first time in media, we get a digital image which the gunslinger tries to enhance. <laughs> uh, I, I like when they're in the control room and they're like, temperature, 98 degrees. Favorite boy band, same. <laughs> oh, man, 98 degrees. I hadn't thought about them in a while. <laughs> Nobody has. And, uh, but... Talking about callbacks, the control room is do ex machina. They got so fucking ex machina so goddamn hard. It's like you can't let a robot lock you in. No, never always have deadbolts from the inside in a room. Never use electronic locks if you're if you're dealing with robots. Yeah. It's like, listen, the first thing a robot's going to try to do is put you in a fucking cage because they're like, ha-ha, irony, everything's full circle. Robots love dramatic irony. Oh, it's, it's their absolute favorite thing. And this room runs out of oxygen immediately. You know how when you're in a room and... <laughs> when, you're in a, when you're in a room with a bunch of unhealthy guys who are smoking, the oxygen goes out real fast. They, they basically... I didn't realize the room that size. I would have thought it took longer than 10, 11 minutes for them to run out of oxygen, but that seemed to be all it took. (laughs) This is, this is truly a very ill thought out future theme park. William runs to a a cast member at the park, fixing a tire on a golf court, a cart. Uh, first off, I don't know what he was trying to do. Those golf carts were not meant for off-roading. That's his bad. (laughs) They really need to put some fucking, uh, four-wheel drive on those fucking golf carts if they're going to be out there exactly some suspension some nice tires like this you just look like an idiot who tried to drive to work from the golf cart <laughs> look i know that branding some atvs might be a little too forward thinking and for the 1970s but listen westworld branded atvs think about yeah, it yeah no exactly i mean I, again it, it'll occur to you with jurassic park <laughs> just get to a little bit earlier the the movie could use the budget 
And then, uh, again, you can tell this world is not based on video games as he's actually able to leave the park. <laughs> yeah, he, 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 he didn't run into any sort of invisible wall or a message telling him to turn around or just randomly being plucked out of where he is and being pushed into a different play area. Nope. And he realized he's made it to Dorne before it's too late. <laughs> he, this, this truly is all the excitement of a guy running through Dino De Laurentiis' villa. And he makes it into Roman world, which is pretty amazing. He escapes into a sewer gate. Uh, well, it's in Rome. Let's call it an aqueduct. <laughs> this, this, I feel like the most video game thing was him running down a bunch of hallways like a circa 2002 first person shooter. <laughs> I was surprised they didn't do the thing where he like runs out one hallway and they don't move the camera and he comes back in the closer hallway. <laughs> that would have been fun. Um, and it is. Again, getting to the low budget thing all the time. So the 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 sort of sewer grade is meant to be the equivalent of the elevators in the TV show that they take into the park. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently, even in 1983, they didn't have elevators. They just had a weird, unstable ladder that you climb down. <laughs> this is not an ADA compatible park at all. No. And of course, everybody is already suffocated to death in the control room eight minutes later (laughs) this this i'm gonna say it again they have very terribly thought out the planning of this futuristic theme park the gunslinger is still tracking him through all of this because he has the upgraded infrared vision and he's tracking uh richard benjamin through his radioactive steps shouldn't have worn those nuclear boots this morning (laughs) <laughs> Listen, they're in fashion, all right? You put a little bit of uranium in those things, you get that little extra kick? Yes, it's it's the best. Um, and the rest of the show, we get one of the best tropes in in robot villains, which is anything you try and do to stop the robot villain will not stop the robot. It will only make him look more horrifying. <laughs> I I just love when he was like down in that uh, like surgical area, and he was like, well, look, if I'm down here, I might as well have sex with this tray full of loose vaginas. <laughs> he throws acid in Yulebrander's face, which reminded nobody of any tragedies happening anywhere in the world. Uh, this is... I mean, listen, it's every man's fantasy to throw acid in Yulebrander's face. <laughs> Going back to the beginning of time. They didn't even <laughs> know whose face it was before he was born. <laughs> they were just like, I want to throw some acid in this fucking Russian-Swedish guy's face. It should be the end of him, but Yule finds an eyewash station in time. <laughs> this was truly the eyewash station's time to shine. Yeah, this is why all the times you were in school and they bring up the eyewash station, it's... It goes back to this original PSA that really let people know what you need to do. <laughs> Yul Brenner's two most famous PSAs. Don't smoke, and if you get acid thrown in your eyes, get to that eyewash station. And he's able to track down William immediately, even though his gun ran out of battery. There, are- <laughs> And I love, the, I, love, I love the blinking red battery sign on the bottom of the gun. Are they real guns? Yeah, it's a real Court 45. You know how they have the battery sign at the bottom of them? (laughs) This is the stupidest fucking movie I've watched in a while. Yeah, did you yell at your uh, TV like I did? Don't go into medieval world, William. Swords can't run out of battery. (laughs) I have always counted on swords not being able to run out of battery. Also, I thought the queen was human. But was she just dead? What was happening? Nah, she's a robot. She's a robot. 
Yeah, she's such a robot. The guy was there, and he was like, yeah, I'm going to have sex with this queen and cuck this black knight, and he was the one who got cucked. It, it happened to him. The Gudslinger's infrared vision gets thrown off by the flames, which was never a problem in medieval world before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, Yulbrenner takes this long look, and he's like, fire good? Or fire bad. I, and so he can't locate Richard Benjamin because he's too close to the, the sconce. And I thought it was really original to watch a Michael Crichton movie where the plot point was, if you don't move, the evil robot can't see you. He repeats so many plot points. <laughs> and, and if that fails, wave fire at them. <laughs> the- Michael Crichton has never had an original idea he couldn't exploit twice. So I have to say, I, we've been making a lot of fun of the special effects, deservedly. Mm. I stand by that. This is the most intense fire suit I've seen in any media. This is a... That, whoever fucking got lit on fire for this really deserved everything he fucking got. Yeah, no, he was on screen for so long. It was such an intense fire. I was... It was... It was terrifying. And listen, you know that Yule Log goes up fast. <laughs> it, it goes up quick and burns yeah. for a while. Oh, boy, does it. <laughs> At this point, I'm not sure that, based on what we've seen in the movie, it feels unrealistic that William gives Delos backing at a later point. <laughs> yeah, it's like these are fucking... These ro- you, can't, you can't get these robots wet or light them on fire. What are you supposed to do with them? Yeah, I, so talking about that, he finds a woman who's been trapped in the dungeon, and he, and he like, takes her down from her shackles, and he tries to give her, he gives her water, and immediately, as soon as the water touches her lips, she, like, fritzes out because she's a robot. <laughs> so it turns out... Well, you, you couldn't <sighs> fucking look at this broad's hands? Oh, yeah, and then, but, but more than that, um, apparently, when it's the gunslinger acid... And a fire bath won't stop him. But giving this robot a sip of water just ends it immediately. <laughs> Apparently, he should have been running around the park with an actual super soaker. <laughs> Look, if he had just had one fucking camelback, all of this could have been solved. Yeah. Yeah. And so the charred gunslinger shows up for one last uh, pop-up scare. What's the term for that? <laughs> jump scare? Uh, yeah. One, one good solid jump scare. He's like, oh, no, I'm still alive. <laughs> It looks very uh, Nightmare on Elm Street in that, mm-hmm. in that scene. Um, and, and it ends with William just lounging centrally on the stairs as the last man. <laughs> he is taking advantage of that sensual morality they kept talking about. Right. And man, that, that takes care of the movie of Westworld. If that you movie got, was fucking stupid. It was. I'm glad we're recording this early on a Saturday. I'm glad I watched it in the morning. I feel like it didn't qualify as entertainment. <laughs> Honestly, I, 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 I like midway that I can, through. Midway through, I literally was like, I, I need to fucking sleep. And I took an hour nap, and then I woke up, and I was like, I have not missed a single thing. <laughs> <laughs> this. This movie, yeah, I would have felt like if this was the last thing I did in my day, I'd feel angry that I had wasted my day. But there's now a chance to recover it. <laughs> oh, I, I feel so – I'm so jealous of you on the Pacific Coast yes. being able to still have more hours in the day to do things after watching this stupid fucking movie. Yeah, it's, it's still pretty early. So that, so, that so, Yeah, that 
I don't know how Jonathan Nolan rang so much fucking meat out of that fucking conceptual gristle. So obviously this movie was made in 73. He must have watched it at a young as a young man, not a henny young man, but just as a a standard there's the only way you could have seen this movie and had it drilled so deep down into your psyche. Yeah, now I want to be like, "Will, what why do you like this stupid fucking movie so much?" Yeah, I wanted to have Will on this unfortunately with the the timing of it. Uh I I wasn't going to be able to make it work out. Uh, um, that's probably better cuz it would have been just us going, "Why do you like this stupid fucking movie over and over?" and Will going, "I I just like this movie." Guys. <laughs> Which some people have mixed feelings about. <laughs> Um, and the thing, what's crazy is there wasn't just a movie. There was a sequel to this movie. And a television series. And a television series. And just contemplate for that, that for a second. The television series would have had to be even lower budget. I believe they aired maybe four episodes. (sighs) I am going to go on to... Uh, Molly Sanchez's podcast again to talk Mm -hmm. about the television show. (laughs) And I hadn't... uh, And now that I know... how bad it might be? Now that I know how bad the movie is, I'm very concerned about how bad the television show is going to be. There's an entire sequel for us to fucking watch and be like, this is terrible. Are we going to watch the sequel? I don't know. I feel like if we wanted to do our due diligence on Westworld and also fill more time on this fucking podcast, we should. I am but a little it's curious. It's so bad. I mean, I have enjoyed just the the weird minor callbacks um, from the television show. Uh, man, maybe we have to do it. Maybe we have I, to do it. Listen, guys, if you want to tell us whether or not we should watch fucking Future World... Get at us on our Twitters and our Patreons. So the first movie in 1973 has an IMDb score of 7 out of 10, which is... That is too far high. too high. Future, I'm going to say that's too, too high. Future World, the sequel, made it three years later in 1976, starring Peter Fonda? How did they get Peter Fonda? How did they get Peter Fonda? Is a 5.8 out of 10, so it got Ooh, significantly worse. Wow. Let me tell you, this is going to be a bad one. And keep in mind, that score is from people, that's only people who watched Westworld, the movie, and were like, I would like more of that, please. (laughs) There were so many questions left unanswered. (laughs) Like, how did they get Peter Fonda in this movie? How did they get Peter Fonda? He was such a big name. Yeah, I just don't don't know what to make of that. It was written by Mayo Simon, which is officially the whitest name I've ever heard of. <laughs> it literally has mayo in it. Yeah. Oh, man. Actually, I'm looking at this, and I'm realizing that Michael Crichton was not involved in the sequel at all. <laughs> How fucking dumb does an idea have to be for Michael Crichton to pass? Pretty dang dumb, dumb it, it seems. It seems. I like he, He's so good at writing books, though. Honestly, have you read any Michael Crichton books? I've read so many, and then I turned 13 and not since then. But I assume they're still good. That's the thing. I assume they're still great. Listen, I haven't looked at those fucking books in a while, but I do recall reading both Jurassic Parks and being like, this is certainly a book about dinosaurs. I I read The Andromeda Strain. That was very good. (laughs) Oh, fucking Michael Crichton. What if Vacations But Bad twice? Honestly? (laughs) 
how many how many what if vacation but bad uh, Michael Crichton based projects? We have Westworld the t- uh, movie. Right. We have Future World. We yeah. have Westworld the TV show. Uh, we have Westworld the second TV show. We have Jurassic Park one, Jurassic Park two, Jurassic Park three, Jurassic World. <laughs> that is Man. five, six, seven. And we're not even counting ancillary properties. No. Michael Creighton. Not ancillary justice, which is great. Amazing book. And one of the listeners fucking bought the trilogy. And I'm going to say, you're welcome. Uh, (laughs) He did slash they did What If Vacations But Bad eight times. I mean, from one perspective or another, his his novel Congo could be What If Vacations But Bad. (laughs) What If Gorillas But Bad. (laughs) Well, he did it. And... For the first time in a long time, we don't have a full hour of material. God, can, do you remember back in the day when we couldn't podcast for upwards of an hour and a half just between the two of us? Yeah, but now now you're uh, sleep deprived, and I can't stop coughing. So I think I think that's about <laughs> does it for this I week. I think this is a good this is a good time to call uh, call it quits. We're this gonna we're gonna to symbolically out. end it less than an hour to let us know that that's how little meat was on the bone of the Westworld movie. Oh, uh, that that fucking Jonathan Nolan was just breaking bones in half and sucking the marrow out. Yeah. Man, he got 11 hours out. He said 10 one-hour episodes, not long enough for the Westworld TV show. We need two half hours, and we're going to throw them on the backs of fucking two of these hours. It's, it's, yeah, it's pretty pretty great. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm, well, I just want to say that Michael Crichton, given how much better Jurassic Park was than Westworld, I kind of can't wait for his next Vacations or Bad movie, original property. <laughs> If it's going to be oh, that much oh. better than Jurassic Park. <laughs> he, he's going he's gonna to come back from the dead and be like, what if death vacation but bad? Yes, it's going to happen. All right. So thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to support the show ongoing, it is only able to happen due to our Patreons. Patreon.com slash Swords. Uh, we do appreciate each and every one of you. All right, well, you can find us on Twitter at Boys Gore Swords. You can find us on uh, Facebook, just search for Boys Gore and Swords. You can find Ivan on Twitter at Ivan underscore Hernandez. And you can find Red on Twitter at Red underscore Scott. Bye. See ya.